Welcome to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center located in North Huntingdon. Dr. Susan Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To talk to Dr. Plank with your health questions, call 412-825-6262. That's 412-825-6262. And now, Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan. Welcome, everyone. My name is Dr. Susan Plank. Welcome to Wellness and Weight Loss Wednesday. It's a steamy outside summer version. And, um, you know, let's try to uh, try to get things cooled off and get some knowledge flowing here and get some questions answered. So if you do have any questions, please don't hesitate to give me a call. The radio here, 412 412- Eight two five six two six two, or by all means, you can always reach me at the office seven two four. Well, I won't always be there, but you can always try and reach me there at seven two four eight six three five four two zero. I am just completely passionate and motivated in helping folks fill in the gaps of what's going on with their health. Right? We've been talking on this show and we'll continue to talk on this show. Hey, the medical system is overwhelmed. It's our medical system is usually pretty good at acute short term issues. So you need an antibiotic, way to go. Right? We know what to do. Um, you know, you, ha- you need to have a mole removed, they got you covered. But what happens when it becomes more chronic lifestyle eating dietary? Um, things don't happen, and they don't happen usually at all or very quickly. If there's a hormonal imbalance, chances are they're not even going to want to check hormone levels, okay? So we have these gaps in our medical profession, and I love to jump into those gaps because that's where people need help. They need assistance. They need hope. And so that is the part of our medical uh, system that is just falling by the wayside. And so I've been in practice for 30 years. Early on, a majority of my clients were, were women, and I started to see sort of this, this, these conditions that were falling through the cracks, Okay. We can't let them fall through the cracks because they start to grow and those cracks get larger and we end up with more health issues, more symptoms, more problems, and usually more weight we're carrying around over time. So again, I've been in practice for 30 years. I am the owner of the Norwin Wellness Center uh, located in North Huntington. You know, I strongly believe if you're searching for answers, if you want to feel better, if you want to lose that weight, it has to start with testing. Um, you know, I am not one. Could you imagine if I I feel lousy enough, I'm going to go to a doc and they're going to stand there and look at me and go, well, maybe you should take this. Well, maybe you should take that. If there's no testing, they're guessing. I don't want someone guessing with my health, and I sure as heck am not going to guess with your health. Okay? So it's become increasingly obvious that 
you know, the pandemic has been horrendous, but we have a massive, massive food, lifestyle, emotional epidemic. I think the United States comes out number one at that. I think our eating habits and and technology and everything it's just it's sort of taking over the world and 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 every place is going to have the heart disease and diabetes and, and you know issues that we have with food but it's a sad state of affairs childhood obesity is soaring lifestyle diseases are taking millions of lives each year and the statistics just keep getting worse and that's my frustration. That is where we don't have this, This where is the CDC? Where is the NIH? Where are the guidelines? You're not going to find them. And it's grim, the predictions. Okay, it's grim. 70% of our adult population is overweight. And we just exceeded 40% is obese. 40% of us are obese. This wasn't predicted to happen until 2050, three decades, 30 years from now. As for our children, 70% of girls and 55% of boys are expected to be overweight and closer to being obese in 40 years. This is the first time in history our children are not going to outlive their parents. They're not predicted to. Where are they going to get the information they need? Because guess what? They're looking up to you. They're looking up to mom and dad. They're looking at grandma and grandpa. And if you're a couch potato, with up to your elbow in the bag of chips? Do you expect little Johnny or Betsy to come out with a different outlook on lifestyle? If you're too busy to make a meal and it's faster to go through a drive-thru, what do you think little Johnny and Betsy, when they become parents, are going to be feeding their kids? So I know you can say, oh, I don't do it that often. But today I want to talk about sort of the emotions that go with our choices. Food addictions, cravings. What's going on and why do we struggle to not be able to control them? I understand many people feel like getting healthy and staying healthy. Hey, it, it, it's hard work. It is hard work. My clients, we have a we have an afternoon Monday afternoon sort of group call, and it's what we sort of touch on. What are the pulls of things like holidays and birthdays, and why do we need? Why do we reach for the food that we know doesn't fit with our goal? We know it's going to sabotage us. We're conscious that it's not any good for us. But 
but we're still going to make that choice. And that's where there's a disconnect, right? So there's two paths you can take, and you might be sitting in your car right now driving around doing some errands. Maybe you have a little Johnny and a little Betsy in the back seat, and maybe they're listening. There's two paths you can take in life. One is easy to hard, and the other one is hard to easy. I wish you had more choices. I really, really do. But most people, we tend to opt for path one, easy to hard. We're young. We feel good. We have lots of hormones, lots of energy. Woohoo! Right? Constitution of a horse. I can eat pizza. I can eat whatever I want all the time. I'm just going to burn it off. I'm going to burn off 10 pounds by sleeping, taking a nap, and I'll burn off 10 pounds. Right? It's that, that youth factor. You're indestructible. But that youth factor starts to give way, right? 20s, 30s, 40s. We're starting to see that give way earlier and earlier. And then becomes the hard part. Because now you don't feel good. But you can't imagine, why don't I feel good? I've been doing the same thing I've been doing my whole life. I've been eating these foods. Why all of a sudden now is it a problem? Because it's always been a problem and now it's accumulated over time. The problems of that lifestyle, the problems of those food choices have now grown exponentially over time. They're not so easy to get rid of anymore. And again, who are you going to go to even if you don't feel good? Hey, I had a bone density test and my, my bone density's low. Hey, we're coming out the other end of a pandemic and I just gained 18 to 25 pounds. Who are you going to turn to? What medical person is going to give you advice on what to do? Or are you just going to get a script? a medication, maybe another medication, or maybe just it starts the litany of testing that how many tests do you have to go through before there's actually action to relieve the symptoms. So that's the easy to hard part. We're geared we're geared for that path in life because we feel so good usually when we're younger. We just feel so good. We've got the world by the tail. We don't ever want to believe we're not going to have our health. We can't get our mind around it. And so if you are driving around on errands right now, look in that rearview mirror and look at little Johnny and Betsy. They're clueless what's coming for them. But also, pay attention how snug are your, your shorts as you're driving around. What do you got hanging there off your, the back of your arm? How good do you feel? Do you wake up energized? Because that's their future. You don't know it, but they're looking at you. They're little robots. They're little video cameras. They're watching everything you do and everything you eat. And 
how you justify what you eat and what you drink. So the other part is hard easy, where if we start paying attention a little bit earlier, and trust me, I do wish it wasn't this way. I do wish, I do wish that these tests and these learning how to eat and knowing what you could eat, it should be part of our medical healthcare system. I mean, it's so crazy. It's asinine that it's not included. It's completely unbelievable that your medical professional can't help you know what to eat to get your health back. So it is going to be hard work, but the sooner you realize it, the sooner you start to pay attention, and especially if you have a little Johnny and a Betsy The more you pay attention, the more you help them. It's not going to be easy, but it definitely is worth it. So last week I was giving a, I was doing a speaking engagement. I was speaking to a a group of professionals, professional women. And I asked how many of them, how many of you guys consider yourselves overweight? And just about everybody in the group said yes. And then I asked, when has your doctor had a discussion with you about your weight? Not a single woman. Not a single woman in the group said their doctor had talked to them about their weight. And I think generally, now guys, you might not agree with me if you're listening, but I think ladies, if you're listening, you're going to say generally, women were more apt to make the appointments, right? Guys will follow through because they don't want to pick up the phone to cancel it. So, you know, but but women are the ones that are actually making the appointments and following through. So out of this group of women, a majority, just about all said they were overweight and wanted to lose weight, but none of them had their doctor mentioned it when they saw their doctor. So not only do we have this deficit over here in the medical profession, but we also are being tempted by the food industry, the manipulation of foods. Okay? They're making foods so we get quote unquote, addicted. Because believe it or not, we all talk about, oh, I have a food addiction, I'm addicted to sugar. We we talk about these things. We can scientifically prove that rodents will go to sugar more than they go to heroin. So we can prove the addiction for sugar is greater than it is for illicit drugs. But the medical profession won't come up with a diet. You know, these manual journals that we have to come up with diagnosis codes to get insurance to pay for things. 
So there is no universally acceptable definition of a food addiction. And yet researchers, again, have identified behaviors that are associated with addiction in relation to food. I hope no one listening has any family member, yourselves, friend, anyone that's ever had to deal with an addiction. I I hope that to be true, and unfortunately, I know that most likely it isn't. But we're seeing things like compulsive overeating. The person's not even hungry, and we're seeing this with children. They're not even hungry. They're sitting in front of a screen and just popping things in, and I can bet you it's going to be fat or sugar or salt. We do the same thing. Again, the point of today is where are they learning it? Because if they're learning it from us, and now they're, we're wrecking their lifespan, we need to change, folks. We need to take responsibility for that. They're getting cravings for fat and sugary foods. Folks with with a supposed food addiction, and now I'll call it supposed because, you know, we can't we can't make a diagnosis of it. They have trouble controlling food intake. And there's binge eating and these other unhealthy eating patterns. You know, foods in general, they stimulate some parts of the brain that share the same neurologic activities as illicit drugs or alcohol. There's three specific parts of the brain where it's pinpointed that these mechanisms will happen. You get this addiction-type response, I'll call it, so I walk the medical line. So foods and illicit substances, they can result in the release of hormones in the brain, so it's like dopamine. And our body actually does make its own opioids, pain-killing substances. They're natural to us. They're not nearly at the level that folks take, but they're natural. Our body makes them. They're produced naturally. But now what you're seeing with food, with these addictions, with the food science that we've talked about before, the higher fat, right, the even crunch of things, the salt, the sugar, the uniformity, you expect the same crunch, the same taste, the same ooey gooeyness every time you eat that food. The anticipation, you're short wiring your brain, the reward system. And if it's happening to us as adults, imagine how strong it is to adolescents and children. And it's responsible for motivation and want and desire and cravings. 
So these emotions will trigger the cravings, the desire for feeling good. So therefore then, eating high fat and sugar foods are necessary for the brain to release the endogenous opioids, the dopamine, the feel-good neurotransmitter. And to complicate this a little further, you may not even have to actually eat the food. But the desire, the want, the anticipation of the fat, the sugar, that's enough to begin that trigger-reward system in the pleasure centers of the brain, resulting in the release of these feel-good hormones and neurotransmitters. Folks, if this isn't the definition of an addiction, I don't know what is. And medically, we can't even put a diagnosis of a food addiction because supposedly it doesn't exist. It's craziness. So don't get me wrong. There are various reasons for cravings of, say, something sugary, a sugary drink, a soda. There's there's different reasons. You can have a physical reason. And something like that might be a dropping of the blood sugar. Okay? If you're used to eating... Hey, maybe you wake up and you sit there every morning and you have toast and you have coffee. And at lunch, you have a sandwich with two more pieces of bread. And at dinner, you're going to have lots of starches, meat and potatoes, french fries, something along those lines. So in a day, three meals, you are having a ton of starch burning, which is just another form of sugar. Very absorbable sugar to your body. But what happens over time is that's where insulin resistance comes from. The sugar, it just stays circulating in the bloodstream. It doesn't really drop it when it does. Boy, you don't feel very good. And when it does, it tends to be in between meals because you're getting your fix, right? With the starches going in during the meals, bread, pasta, potatoes. And so in between meals, 10 o'clock in the morning, 2.30 in the afternoon, maybe 7.30, 8.30 at night, your blood sugar is starting to drop. And that's when you want something sugary to make you feel good, to bring your blood sugar back up. So that's the physical craving for it. You don't feel so good. That's the old saying that that I'm awfully uh, hangry, right? You're so hungry, you're getting angry, your personality is changing. That's that drop in blood sugar. So it's a physical change. But you could also then have this psychological reward system that we're talking about today. That, hey, maybe you don't feel good. Maybe you didn't get the promotion. Maybe you didn't get the job you applied for. Maybe you're just having a rough day. You know, you just didn't sleep well. The storm's moving through and you're just dragging. And you're like, ah, I need a little pick-me-up. This would make me feel really good. I love these chips or I love these candies or whatever it is. And you just want to feel good 
and that's why you pick the food you pick. But either way, these patterns, whether it's physical or psychological, emotional, we have to figure out what they are if we're going to break them, right? And this is where the testing I talk about is so important because if it's a physical, if it's a physical problem and you're going to try willpower, I'm, I'm not going to eat any more candy. She said at 2.30, I'm not going to eat any more candy or sodas at 2.30 in your willpower and you stop doing it, but yet you keep gaining weight. We have to look at everything, right? We have to know to look at various causes. So if we don't find these patterns, trust me, they become ingrained because of the non-addictiveness, right? And they will worsen over time. And what might start as a physical pattern now becomes a psychological one and vice versa. So we have to identify these patterns of emotions around food. We have to identify these things so we get a better chance of beating this food, weight, energy, weight gain epidemic. So we need to look at things differently. And we have to do it because there's no one else for us to depend on to tell us about it, to find it for us. So I need to empower you to catch these patterns. And that's a lot of my passion is if there was a safety net, then I'd say, oh, you know, somebody's going to catch it for you. Don't worry about it. But I worry about it. And I worry for you about it. The number of folks that I've talked to lately that, hey, they have, they have sons and daughters getting married. Babies being born, adoptions taking place. And I'm so proud because now they're looking, I have I have my reason now. I have my reason. And for me looking at it, you're the reason. Special as you are, you're the reason that you should want to get healthy, but I understand. You want to be around for the future. So, folks, my name is Dr. Susan Plank. I want you to have more energy, less bloat, constipation. I want you to feel good. I want you to start losing weight in the next 30 days. I want you to feel your best. Please call the office, 724-863-5420. I get a free 15-minute consultation. I want to see what you're, how you're feeling, what you've tried, what's going on. Let's see if my approach is right for you. Again, Dr. Susan Plank, 724-863-5420. I look forward to getting to speak with you. Thanks so much for listening. Have a, just a great day. Take care now. 
Thanks for listening to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, hosted by Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon. Dr. Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To make an appointment with Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center, call 724-863-5420. That's 724-863-5420. And listen again for another edition of Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon, here on KHB Radio.